Welcome, everybody. Moose Milk Podcast, episode 18. We are live, hopefully without technical flaws this week. Last week we had some major issues, so hopefully uh, we won't have the same problem this week. And my voice doesn't go crazy, and uh, yeah, we can get through these uh, next 10 best top, whatever you want to call it, albums between me and uh, Mr. Matthew over here. Just waiting for him to join before we get started. I hope everybody's well. Hope everybody's staying safe during COVID. Everybody's starting to get vaccinated, which is awesome. Love to see it. But yeah, it's a Friday night. I've had a few beers. For some reason this week, I'm really nervous about doing this podcast. I don't know why. But uh, I'm glad people are joining. As uh, you may have noticed, I posted... uh, the first 10 uh, top albums that we did between me and Matt uh, each day this week. So if you uh, missed last week's episode, uh, you can go uh, scroll through my feed on Instagram or you can go to YouTube and watch last week's episode, whatever you prefer. But um, yeah, we I did post it each day about that. This week we're going to do our last 10 and then next week we're going to do something different. My dog's going to bark because he's a jerk. Perfect. Yes. There's Matthew right there. Holla. Sexiest man I know. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know. Just chilling. You know. Same shit. How's you? I'm good, man. I've been drumming away. I, I've been uh, working on that Brainiac figure for Jesse Rath for that actor guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I started did all the prep today, and I spent the last like hour trying to put LED lights in his chest. How hard is that? I've never done it before. I'm struggling so far. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like so hard to fit everything into such a small little space. Oh, for sure. What? So that then you're gonna have like some kind of like what small watch battery or something on it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I have two different options right now. I'm trying to get it to work with a switch. But I don't oh. know if I'm going to be able to or not. I'm not sure. Nice. So, nice. yeah. So I worked on that all day. And I don't like to say day, But since, like, right after uh, right after work, pretty much, I started working on it a little bit before. Right on. Yeah, man. What are you? What have you been doing? I uh, played a little bit of Resident Evil 8 on stream oh, yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, how was that? Good? Yeah, yeah. Cool so far. I did good. Nice. I have nice. audio issues again, so you know. But, did, it just, did it just come out? Yeah, it came out. Nice. Yeah. Grab my dog. So we stopped working. Oh, no, you're going away, you fucking asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, what have you been doing all week? What, what have you been watching? What have you been uh, listening to? Um, well, this week I was listening to a lot of the same that I've been listening to the last few weeks just with what we're doing so it's yeah. been, same i've been yeah. fucking all, our, all the different albums well it's funny because your mentioning of metric was i was like oh yeah that's a band and i went back and listened to it's the first album that i like of theirs so that's like old as fuck yeah yeah uh but yeah like i really like the album i've listened to the whole album uh quite a bit over the last week so yeah yeah i uh it's been good I listened to um, uh, the Format album. Did you like it anymore? I did. Yeah, it's, did it's very fun-esque. 
it, there's like, definitely yeah lots of similarities for sure you can feel the fun over or undertones or whatever within it where like you can see how fun evolved from the format but yeah yeah um there's a few songs on it i thought were like oh these should be cut like these aren't very good but was snails one of them a lot of people no, don't I like snails. snails oh do you yeah i like snails yeah. a lot too um i can't remember <laughs> particularly i only listened to it once but uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a few tracks where I was like, oh, these are kind of duds. But like, I think the first like two or three tracks I really liked. I was like, oh yeah, I definitely into this. I could listen to this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a similarity to them, but they're I don't know what it is, but I like it. <laughs> and then I was gonna listen to that Panic of the Disco album, but then I just couldn't bring myself to it. <laughs> I would never think that you would do that. So, I got this in the mail today from my friend. He uh, very we nice. A, we did a figure swap like. That's uh, awesome. like three years ago and I like, like the he, colors the, the color yeah, like, yeah. yeah he did a he did a really good job so, so this is yeah. a, like kind of more 90s costume no that's really cool and uh yeah he uh he kind of like got out of figures for a while and like was just kind of like yeah busy with life and trying to get his like kind of career off the ground and stuff so he kind of yeah. like fell out of figures and then when he got back into them when he got a bit of free time, he like immediately picked up where he left off. So it's kind of nice, like after like a few years. It wasn't quite three years, but it's pretty close. So, cool. yeah. What'd you think of the Mortal Kombat movie? <laughs> um, it was what I expected it to be. Yeah, I love it. it. Yeah, I think it's so fun. fun. I, I didn't like. It's not like I was expecting this movie that was gonna change the game, you know. So like, it worked. There was lots of parts where I was like, I know what that is. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, it's fan I mean, like, service as hell. The the difference for me is like, I haven't done Mortal Kombat since like Mortal Kombat three, probably sure. like. Sure. Like yeah, I don't think I ever played Genesis. anything beyond. Yeah, I'm talking Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. It was still fine. It was fun. It was like, yeah. No, I, I, I like thought they it was shouldn't like, have killed so many though. Like, seems uh, weird to like, all that. Everybody comes back. I guess. Like, they'll find a way to be like, oh yeah, but, you know, their soul came back and now it, he's evil, he's evil now. Or like, they'll come up with something shit. Like, I just need Kano. That's all I need. Yeah, Kano was awesome. That's the best part of that movie. Kano's the best part of the movie. Yeah, Kane was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, he was really um, But yeah, I love the uber violence of it. Like, I loved... It looked good for, like... I mean, there's definitely, like... You could tell it wasn't, like, super high budget. But, yeah. like, compared to the original, I'm like, yep. oh, wow, this is, like, night and day. Like, Yeah, I'd agree with that, I mean, for sure. 20 years in between the movies. So, <laughs> but, yeah, I... Uh, I don't know, I loved it. Yeah, me too. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty fun. So, it was... Yeah, it was cringy in some spots but again i i wasn't going into this expecting not cringe like i knew there was going to be yeah come here another thing i got today was uh i got the the shang chi action figures oh wow that's really cool i like that yeah yeah, it's pretty cool. They're pretty. Is fun it just play. just the one, or does it have like a bunch? Uh, there's four from the set, so oh, nice. I got all four. Um, I was originally only going to get Shang Chi, but I needed the. They all come with like a part, and then when you buy the whole set, it makes like one big figure kind of thing. 
Yeah, so I needed a couple parts from the Build-A-Figure for a custom I'm working on. So they all happened to come with the MCU figures. So I was like, all right, I'll just get the MCU figures. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so I got all four. I got Shang-Chi and Zai Ling, I think is her name. And then uh, Wenwu, who is like Shang-Chi's dad. And they, I think he might be the Mandarin. I don't know. And then the Death Dealer is that guy with the white face with the black, with the yep. red stripes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his guy's the Mandarin. Like, yeah, it seems like that's the, how they're set. But I mean, if, yeah, if that's how they're setting it up, maybe that won't be the case. Too. Sure. The fucked up thing is, uh, we would have got Black Widow today. I mean, we would have got Black Widow a year ago too. But <laughs> this was Black Widow's a bit original or newer release today. So that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I should not that far off. I think originally, originally, this was the um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness released it. Damn, we're behind. We're way behind. We're like a year behind, but I'm actually like kind of stoked that stuff got delayed because now we're going to get like four movies in the span of like five months. That's going to be sweet. Yeah, it's going to be real cool. I know, I saw the release schedule for Marvel stuff without Disney Plus, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's like, yeah. We had like three movies instead of like three months. months. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really cool. We're just gonna get injected with Marvel Madness for the, you know July to December. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Now that I have a vaccine shot, I don't. I'll go and see a movie. Like now, I'll go and see. Like I don't care. Right. Once I get that yeah. next one, I'm gonna. I'll have no. I might not for Black Widow, but. Yeah, I mean, but I might for Black Widow too. We'll see how it feels. There's a bunch of movies coming out in the next month that I want to see. <clears throat> Mostly horror films, but like the new Saw film comes out. I think yeah. week the week after. Um, a Quiet Place two comes out. Mm-hmm. I think a week or the week after that, and then um, uh, fuck, what's it called? <sighs> Part three of that uh, horror film. Oh man, I can't. I can't even think what it's called. Mm. Anyway, there's another horror film. I think early June, and then yeah, we get Black Widow in July. So it's like four movies in like the next months that I want to see. So that's great. It'd be nice if theaters open. Yeah, are are theaters not open there? I think theaters are open here. Maybe I'm wrong though. I don't think they're open here, but I I might be wrong. I don't know. But I mean, nothing's come out for me to like really try to go see anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Don't have a shot yet. So. The best part is, is like the government, I guess, opened it up to 18 plus here. Oh, good. So you can announce it to anybody. So like when you go online to actually book the shot, you can't book it because it still says 40 plus. Very good. Very good. It's great. You go to the government site, it's like, yeah, 18 plus can get uh, these two vaccines. And then you go to the actual website to sign up and it's like, well, 40 plus. (laughs) So, all right. <clears throat> Someone update the web page. Someone tell yeah. Bill. Come on. Bill. Real, real, real good. Anyway. Page Bill. So, yeah, as I said in the beginning, we're going to do our next 10 albums, our top of our top 20. We are? Yep. Okay. Yep. Sorry to break the news to you. All Better come up with those off the top of your head. Got it. Yeah. Got them all. Yeah. yeah, good. I knew you were like uh, one of those people that could, like, Photo memory, you know, you can see things yeah, that's, once. That's me. That's yeah, the me. best memory I've ever seen. 
It's true. If anybody knows anything about me, they know how great my memory is. I remember, like, I think the last time you were a user, you had, like, your, your phone alarm was, oh, my God, my dog's driving me crazy. Uh, your phone alarm went off, like, 16 different times while you were at my house. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, that's just reminders of things. Yep, I have to remind myself to do shit or I'll forget. Even easy, non, like, even just regular stuff I have to remind myself to do. <laughs> Oh my dog! Look at this asshole! Look, Finnegan, you going crazy, dog? It's driving me nuts. Kate's at her parents' house, so I don't have to be quiet, which is nice. Oh, that's awesome! Mm. All right, so do you want do you want to start off this week, or do you want me to start sure. off this week? Yeah, I'll start off this week, I guess. Okay. okay, so in my second list of ten, I'm starting off with. Uh, Hello, goodbye, would it kill you? Oh, very nice. This is going to be my uh, special mention. So, Oh, was it? Oh. Yeah. Mm, looks like I'm stealing it from you. I already started thinking. Oh, I, I got another one in my door. <laughs> yeah, so I really love this album. So I love this album. Who, for anybody who doesn't know who Hello, Goodbye is, or does, and it's not based on this album, like, this is an album that's, like, pretty unique. Even, like, everything since it and before it, like, is pretty much similar to each other. Like, the first EP, the first EP and Dinosaurs are, like, so similar. And then yeah. the album that came after this album was, like, kind of, like, almost like a progression from the original stuff into the that new sound. Whereas, like, I didn't find this... I didn't find this album like really fit in with anything that they had done prior. No, I agree. <clears throat> Not that I didn't like the other sound. I did like the other sound. There was there were some catchy aspects to the like older sound, but like it's very early two thousands. It it's doesn't just not would have never been like an like it would have never found itself on this no. list. Like this one is like unique enough that it's like it's like it's just it's special. Like it's good. It's got a good sound. It's like a oh, very. I did mean zombies, aliens, whatever. Yeah, thanks. Sorry, I couldn't remember what it was called. It's a very like early two thousands band. I like, kind of like. I mean, if I remember correctly, didn't they blow up because of MySpace? Uh, yes, and I think the fact that they were on Drive Through Records probably helped too, just because that yeah. got notoriety. But like, it's 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 the same as like Panic at the Disco that like really <clears throat> blew up out of like that MySpace era of like yeah that techno y sound. Too. Yeah, and and they they kind of strayed away from that with that album, but like yeah. this album, I just find like there's not a bad song on this album. This, I, this album is catchy. Yeah, I agree. This whole album is amazing. Like honestly, I probably couldn't even pick a favorite song, but no, straight that was not the album that he meant to put on the list. No, no, that is incredible. Oh, oh no, that wasn't the album I wanted to put on. This one is "Would It Kill You." This is a good album. Have you? I don't know if you've heard it, John, but if you haven't heard this this album, it's amazing it's so fucking good yeah yeah this album means a lot to me like i i listen to it like literally probably once a month it's still on my regular rotation as well yeah very very catchy very very well written so catchy lyrics so are, catchy. are awesome like yeah yeah i agree. lyrics are strong as fuck and strand is just trying to make a joke and it's not working or it is working and i'm just too high it's just the problem is he's wrong. <laughs> and, and being wrong is fine, but it's not funny. 
Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, so that's my first one. I like the song Coppertone. Oh, yeah. Same. And I also love Would It Kill You. Just the song Would It Kill You is great. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I don't think there's a bad song on the album. I think you can jump in on almost any song and, and find something you I like. Agree. I agree. I definitely think diving into the lyrics, like it's just a well-written album. Forrest definitely like nailed it with this album. I don't feel like anything that's followed this album has come close to the quality of this album. Like, I've tried to get into his stuff post this album, and it just it just hasn't worked for me. It just hasn't caught me the same way. Yeah, the one after it I liked okay, but it like there were a few tracks. It, it it didn't it lost its sparkle. That's for sure. And then the one after that I was like, eh, I didn't like it at all. I don't know. It was okay, like I guess, but yeah, I don't know. Meh, meh. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend that album too. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's very good. Um, so my next first one, whatever you want to call number 11, again, these aren't in any order. We probably should have mentioned that beforehand. Yeah, not these order. Just, we should just say that now is these albums aren't in order. They're not in like the last album I say isn't my favorite, although it actually kind of is my favorite. But um, let me see. Nope, not mine. Not even close. Yeah, well, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to put these in order because like I said in the last episode that we kind of lost the first hour of um Music's very like for me, uh, depending on the, the my mood, depending on the season, depending on uh, the time of day. Like, I'll like one album over another album, and I don't think you can really say like, "Oh, this is absolutely my number one album." Because yeah, I agree. You find another day. It might not be. Yeah, tomorrow I, I'll be in the mood for something else, or yeah. I had a really bad day and I want to hear something else, or I'm in a very chill mood and I want to hear something kind of mellow and like. It changes drastically throughout the day or the time. So um, we didn't put these in order because I think ordering music is really difficult and almost impossible. Well, so, As you said, and I think it may have got cut out from last week when we lost that first half of the of the, the, the podcast. But um, it like this is really like is as the best we could do to get a list to narrow down a list like to yeah. go under under 20 was like difficult like it would have it wouldn't have it would have been so would have been so challenging even on even the 20 it was challenging yeah. so no I, and that's what i mean is like anybody that loves music and i feel like a lot of people today i mean we're going way on a tangent here but like i feel yeah, like i've right. talked to people today they look they go oh yeah i listened to this single and then i jumped to another single of a different band and then i jumped to another single of a different band and it's like yeah but i think it's different yeah, I think it's just I think it's a lot of it stems from our generation because the thing is is like no I agree that's that's people now right like the generations before us were album people you know what I mean? no I agree with you and that's what yeah. I'm saying is like yeah. to recommend an album to somebody today is they're like oh tell me the song that I should listen to instead of yeah tell me the album I should listen to and I'm very very much an album person where. I like to throw on an album. I don't put my, I don't put it, uh, Spotify on shuffle ever. Oh, see, ever. me and you are like 100% opposite. Like this, doing this has been the first time I've listened to full albums and like, I don't know how long. I can't stand shuffle. Oh, see, I love it because I love to have a list full of shit and then like not really know what's coming next. See, I'm, I'm, and this is maybe my anxiety side. I, I have massive anxiety <laughs> issues is like, um, 
I like to know, I like to have things planned. I like to have lists of where things are going. And like, this is like good mental exercise for me is making lists of like my top this, my top that, because it takes my mind, makes my mind work. And um, so yeah, when I'm listening to an album, I automatically in my head, I know what's coming next. And that's like relaxing for me where if I put on shuffle and I don't know what's coming on next, it like stresses me out because I'm like, I might not like the next song and I don't know what's coming. And like, I can't live like that. <laughs> You're one skip button away. That's all you have to do. When you hit a when you hit a song you don't want, you just go no Can't do it. today. So Can't what do it. I do is I have like a playlist where everything that like I listen to, I just drop it in that playlist. So it's like thousands of songs big, and I just and then when I want to take stuff out, I just go in, I remove it, and then. You like to live dangerously, and I just don't. I do. I, I'm a brown person. I like to live safe. I like I like how I can be listening to Blink One Eighty Two one second, and then I can go to the Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, a that's really weird, but b um, no, like when I'm in the mood for something, I'm in the mood for something. So like, if I want to listen to pop punk, I want an album of pop punk. I don't want to listen to pop punk, and then I want Metallica to come on next after that, and then I want uh, you know Death Cab for Cutie to come on after that. Like yeah, it just put sure. the mood. Listen, you do you. Yeah, but see, most of the albums you listen to are all in the same genre, so totally. it works. Yeah, totally. And, but that's not always the case, but I, but totally. No, I but for, I'd say 900 of the 1,000 songs on your playlist are probably pop punk. Nah, it's probably not that divided, but yes, there's a lot of pop punk for sure. It's definitely the strongest, the most well-represented genre on my sure. Spotify, for sure. Anyway, so... My first album, fucking 21 minutes into this, is The Doors, L.A. Woman. And this is the oldest album in my list, uh, 1971. I love The Doors. It's probably one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, L.A. Woman, it was their last album before Jim Morrison died. Um, He died, like I think, two or three months after this album came out. I'm a huge Doors fan. I don't think they have a bad album in the Jim Morrison era. They released two post him dying, and they're both not very good. But uh, yeah, L.A. Woman's one of my all-time favorite albums. I think it doesn't have a bad track on it. I think it's the Doors at their best. It's got bluesy elements. It's got you know good rock elements. It's really really catchy. Um, anybody that doesn't listen to the Doors, maybe the younger generation or anything like that, like I definitely think yeah. Well, even you like. I, I love The Doors. I, th- I don't think they have, like I said, I don't think they have a bad album. Their self-titled, their first album is phenomenal. Strange Days is phenomenal. Morrison Hotel, also an awesome album. But I'm yeah, sure I'd know I was, something if I heard it, but I just can't, like, I could never say what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you you definitely recognize tracks. Yeah, I know I would. On. Um, but yeah, L.A. Woman, I don't think there's a bad track on the album. And uh, The Changeling is, I think, the first track on the album, and it's one of my favorite tracks that The Doors have ever written. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, uh, check that album out. I didn't know that you were a Doors fan. Love The Doors. I mean, I wanted to put, like, all kinds of old music on here. Like, I, I would have loved to put a Beatles album on here. I would have loved to put a Zeppelin album on here. It just took 20 albums isn't enough to yeah. fit all this music as we in. Just, as we just said. Yeah, exactly, so... Zeppelin was really hard to cut. That was like probably my 21 or 22 album that like I, I had to cut, but um, yeah. Well, 
I'm interested to see what the rest of your albums are. Because mine, mine all fit comfortably into one nice little genre, I would say. Well, all these this week are American bands. Yeah, yeah, you left it. I have one Canadian band in it this time. Holy shit. Mm. I couldn't. I don't even know who that's going to be. Mm, we'll see. You don't know them, I don't think, but. Well, you oh, might okay. know them. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. So, my next album is uh, one of the first punk bands I ever, punk albums I ever listened to. Uh, and I know you love this band. Uh, and it is uh, Green Day Dookie. <laughs> the sarcasm is overwhelming. <laughs> but anybody, yeah, Ryan loves Green Day. He Fucking loves, hate Green Day. He loves Green Day. They're his favorite. He has a Green Day tattoo. Yeah, it's on my asshole. It's true. The A is the asshole. Uh, I... I <laughs> I have nothing. I mean, the only song I've ever liked by Green Day is Brain Stew. I think it has the fucking catchiest riff ever. Yeah, but um, outside of that, I mean, there's a few tracks on Dookie I don't mind. Yeah. But like, American Idiot just ruined that band for me. Yeah, I, I don't like American Idiot. I kind of, I was with them. I was with them until Warning. Yeah. And I liked Warning because Warning was weird. But if I had to pick a Green Day album, like again, it's I like Dookie's one of the ones that like was super influential to me to like the style of music that I was getting into at the time, and like definitely like shaped, you know, what I was looking for in the band that I was kind of looking for at like on the hunt for at that time, right? So yeah, I was like looking to like Blink Offspring. <laughs> you were what? Sorry? I was listening to like The Offspring and Blink during that time. Like I wasn't. Yeah, I like The Offspring too. I like The Offspring too. But like Offspring's not one of the bands that stuck with me for long. Like I kind of got my use out of them by like they were like my bridge to other bands, right? It's like my yeah, no, like but once I once I like, like got my new fill, I like left them in the dust. I was like, I'm good without you guys anymore. Same. Like after Conspiracy of One <laughs> and Americana, uh, I don't think I really cared for any Offspring album. But yeah, same here. Um, same here. Those are those two albums that like, were huge for me during that time, and like. Yeah, just I mean I I think they're a little later than Dookie, but um, yes, they are. Smash, yeah, but, Smash was what was out when Dookie was out, which I was also listening to. But right. yeah, so I, I like Smash too, but I, I just never got into Green Day growing up, and then when Green Day like, got super super massively huge, huge yeah. during American Idiot for me, like in my mind, and like that's when they were on the radio constantly, and like. I just I got so tired of them. I couldn't stand them. I can't stand them today. Like yes, I've tried to I get agree. into them several times. I just can't do it. Yeah. So it's it's they're uh, they're the other band on my list that like I haven't seen still. And, oh, like, I would still like between them and Alkaline Trio. Those are the two bands that like. Yeah, I've been listening to Green Day as long as I've been into music, and right. I still haven't seen them. So I'm very but curious how they Uh yeah, I've only heard like good I've heard, I shouldn't say I've only heard good things. I've heard good things when they want to put on a good show. Like the thing is for me is like I won't go and see Green Day. Like if I couldn't like pick the set list, 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I would never waste the money to see them. I don't think, or maybe I would. I don't really know. Are they still I just doing have no that? interest in seeing anything from the last like fifteen years? Like, nothing. are they still doing that tour with like My Chem and Olive Boy or whatever the fuck it was? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure before COVID, they announced like a giant. It was like the super mega tour. I don't know some normal dumb bullshit tour. Then Fallout Boy and My Chemical Romance. I'd probably go and watch that. I think that was the tour. It was My Chemical. Probably expensive. Sounds like it's expensive. Yeah, it was like (laughs) it was obviously stadium tours. Yeah, but I think it was. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure because I remember my friend Steve saying that he was getting tickets for it. And I was like, I would go if Green Day wasn't playing, but I won't go through Green Day to see my Kevin Fallout Boy. And the last time I seen Fallout Boy, they were awful. So um, I've never had really a ton of good experiences with Fallout. Even when they were at their best, like they were always pretty terrible live to me. So. Yeah, like I, I really love Fallout Boy's albums, but the one time I seen them live, they were horrendous. I've seen so, them live like three times and it's always been bad. So Yeah. And it's kind of the Blink-182 syndrome. It's like they're yes. not good live. Yeah. Um, I think they're fun live. I think they put on a fun show. They're fun. Yeah, yeah, I do too. But they're not good. They're not, they're not talented live. Musically, they're talented, but vocally, they're horrendous. I think and they was, uh, pick a weird set list too. But don't find Well, it's all there. singles generally. Yeah, but even when they're not doing singles. Like, I saw them a lot in their early days before they were really like a single band, right? Yeah. Like, like, I think I saw them twice, like, before even, like, the From Under the Cork Tree was out. Like, I saw them twice off of Take This to Your Grave. I think I, the first time I see the only time I see them, I think was right after Cork Tree, but I might be wrong. Yeah. We saw them together, didn't we? I think we were. Yeah, together. I'm pretty sure when we seen them, it was right after Cork Tree, and you were like, anything they play off Take This From Your Grave is going to be awesome, and anything they play off of Cork Tree is going to be really bad. And you were 100% right. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Well, anyways, so Green Day is my number two. Green Day Dookie. I like it. It's just a classic punk rock album, and I like it. It holds a lot of nostalgia for me. I mean, they definitely were a trendsetter. You can't this, deny Green Day, like, definitely. No, no. During that era, like, they they were original. You this, know? Uh, this is another one that I've been listening to, like, somewhat regularly, too, as of late, this album. Right on. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've really gotten into it, so I tried a few times. I I just I can't I, I just yeah. can't do it. Yeah. yeah, I don't like his voice. I don't I don't like the band. I lyrically they don't do anything for me. So yeah, that's fair. What's your next one? <sighs> My next one is Def Cab for Cutie Plans. Hmm, that's a good album. I haven't uh, listened to that in a long time. One of my favorite albums is very hard for me to pick. Like my favorite Def Cab album, I think. I really don't think they have a bad album. Um, Transatlanticism would probably be my second choice, but like... Also a good album. I think Plans yeah. would be my favorite if I had to pick. If I had to pick, I, I went with Plans, but like Plans is definitely their most commercial album. It's definitely their most, like, that's where they really blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, like, all their albums after that, Thank You For Today was their most re- recent album. It's also really, really solid. Um... I don't think they have a bad album. I think Ben Gibbard is very, 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 very good lyricist. Yeah, he's great vocalist, awesome live, very, very talented musician. Um, 
Yeah, I don't have a bad word to say about Ben Gibbard. I, I would listen to anything he puts out, but um, yeah, the plans. I went with plans. It's definitely a sentimental thing for me. Uh, I mean, it's very personal to me. After my grandma died, uh, yeah, I put on shuffle for some reason on my iPod for like one of the only times in my life where I put on shuffle and uh, plans came on and that was like the album that got me through kind of like mourning for my grandma. So um, yeah, it's just a really personal album for me and I, I've always really had like a soft spot for it. So um, yeah, I love this album. I think it's catchy as shit. Yeah, it's and, so catchy. They have a lot of awesome songs on there. I haven't listened to, I haven't listened to Death Cabin fucking forever oh my god you can't even think yeah about i mean they have nine albums so <laughs> go wrong with any of their albums but um definitely the things you would probably recognize most are from planet so yeah i would agree with that soul meets body was like the single that just blew them the fuck up yep. on radio back in like whatever so yeah um that's God for Cutie Plans. Awesome live band. Definitely check them out. Haven't seen them live. I haven't seen oh, them live. Very, very good. Very, very good. I saw the Postal Service live, though. That was pretty See, cool. Postal Service was another band I really wanted to include, but I felt like they were the same band almost, even though they're not. <laughs> they're not, so but I, yeah. I, I love the Postal Service. I, I like love the Postal that Service album. a lot. That album, Give Up, is incredible. Anybody that doesn't know that, album like definitely check that out too but my biggest disappointment is they never did a follow-up to that album and i don't think they would have caught the same vibe it, it would have been a really really hard album to follow up but i think they could have done it and tried and, and been successful with it so yeah i got to see them they they did like a really small reunion tour and i saw them when they were they came to vancouver yeah and I see them in weird, like, they, they had uh Big Frida opened for them. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, what do they call that kind of music? Uh, bounce music. Like this, like, I think she's like cage. It's like a Cajun, like transgendered rapper who like, like she just like twerks like nonstop. And it's like, it's, I think we have different openers. <laughs> Yeah, we did, I think, yeah. But it was, it, like, that's what made it so weird. We went to the, from this, like, bounce music. Yeah. Like, like the whole stage is just people twerking to yeah. the Postal Service. <laughs> I feel like, though, when I did see them, they had, like, a very weird opener, too. Now that did you they? say that, I don't think it was who you're talking about, because I don't remember that, but I could have been very <laughs> by that point. I don't know. Um, but I feel like they had like something really weird open for them too. And it was like, this doesn't match the postal service at all. And then they were, I mean, they were great as the postal service too. They played a great show. So yeah. Yeah. I think that was during like the, I don't know, 10 year anniversary of give up maybe. Give up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 2010 then or something or maybe or 2011. No, no, no. It was early when I moved here. Yeah, but it would have been 10-year anniversary, so the album came out, like, what, 2002? Oh, yeah, right, sorry. I, I was thinking when the album came out, I mean. Like, yeah, when the, so tour, when the like, tour came out, I mean, sorry. So the tour would have been, like, 2013, 2014, somewhere in there, probably. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I can't say it off the top of my head. but Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, but Penny Gibbard's awesome live. Like, he has a solo album, too, that's also really, really good, so. I couldn't get into the solo album. Didn't do it for me. Anyway, 
Okay, so my next album is one that I know we both share a love for. Oh, uh, just like uh, Green Day, right? Just like Green Day. Just like Green Day. So uh, I think I remember being with you when you got into this band, I think. Probably. You got me into a lot of these. It was probably when we were driving to Warp Tour and you got into it because I played the album like nonstop the whole drive there. So the next album is... Uh, <clears throat> Motion City soundtrack. I am the movie. Yep, it's a great album. For the first, who'd... the first time I heard this album, I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure we were getting McDonald's. Mm. I'm not saying it was the first time that you had never heard had heard. I'm it, pretty sure you were in your little white car. Yes, in a McDonald's. I think we got drive through and we sat in your car and ate it. And you're like, check this band out. And I was like, this band's really good. And then we seen them live <laughs> together like five times. Yes, we did. Yeah. I think that's really, the really one band live. that like, I don't think I ever saw. The only time I saw them without you is when I saw them in Seattle. Like when I saw them on this side of the country. I've seen them seven times. Oh, I'm six. So you're one ahead of me. Yeah, because you, you saw them without Tony, I think, didn't you? Yeah. 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 I, I seen them on their goodbye tour. Yeah, me too. That was the only time I saw them without Tony. I thought you saw them once before that too. I might have. I don't remember, but uh, me and Chris um, from Sobeys, Chris. Yeah. Um, me and him had seen them together like three or four times. I don't know, three three times, and then maybe with you three or four times. I don't know. Yeah, but I know I saw them a lot of times with you. I think that was their their goodbye tour. I think was the first time I seen them since. Maybe the third album, or I don't know. I don't think I've seen them on like the Go or or, or Panic Station. I didn't see them on Go. I did see them on Dinosaur Life though, but I didn't see them on. Go. Might have. I don't remember, but such a good live band, like such oh, a fun, God. incredible live band. That's the thing yeah. that like caught my attention the most was how good of a live show they put on. So oh yeah, like Jesse Jesse doing the handstands on the keyboard. On and keyboard. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah. there. I mean. On their their goodbye tour, they didn't do that because I mean they're all in their thirties. Yeah, You're not doing handstands on a keyboard anymore. But like after I am the movie, they were like wild when you see them live. Like they were doing crazy shit on the stage. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah, I remember uh, on that starting line live stream that I was watching that I mentioned last week or whatever. This one part at the end where Kenny says. All right, let's all go around the room and state our age. And on a scale from one to five, how bad our back hurts? <laughs> it's so true, man. It's like, like all these guys are all like 40 now. And like, yeah. <laughs> and especially like standing on stage for a couple of, you know, hour, hour and a half and, yeah. and, and like, jumping around and stuff. Like, that's, it's not going to happen in your late 30s or, you know, no. 40s or whatever. It's just, you're not the same person as you were in your 20s. No, no. But, but I mean, at the I end of the day, you can still put on a great show. Even you don't oh, have sure. to be jumping all over the place. And honestly, like they're one of those bands that always sounded good. They always put on a good show. It was always entertaining and energetic. They have they put together a good set list. And Justin's voice is incredible live. Like, awesome. he, put, he he's one of the best live singers I've ever seen. Yeah, he's he really nailed it. He, I've never seen him sing bad. Yeah, I agree. He's awesome. He's so, so good. And this album is their first full length and it's, it's the best. It's my favorite still. It even beats the more popular one, which is, uh, everything is all, no, no. Um, you screwed me up. It's what happens when you get old. 
Um, oh man, you screwed me up with that. It's, now I can't uh, commit this to memory. What is it? Yeah, commit this to memory. That's right. I love commit this to memory. Me too. I, so good. My only problem with it is there's two songs about New Year's on it, and I, I just can't do it. It ruins the album for me. It, it, it's why it's not a perfect album. It's like a four point five out of five. That's a weird reason to not like it, <laughs> but all right. I just I, literally, I, back, really I jump back and forth between the two albums, but like this is another one where like you can ask me next week, and my opinion might be that it's commit this to memory instead of instead of I am the movie. But I think I am the movie holds the most for me, just because it's the one that like I got into from them, <laughs> and like. It was a lot like, remember how I said Steel Train last week when I saw them play songs off trampoline it like automatically grabbed my attention even though I'd never heard it before? That was like Motion City. Like I remember hearing uh, my favorite accident off this album and like I all I needed to hear was that song and I was like, I'm 100% in. This is sick. That was me with Capital H or whatever the fuck that song's called. Yeah, I like Capital H too. That was the other one that I gravitated when to. When I see that song live and it just... The whole, I think we're at St. Andrews and that whole crowd just started popping into that song and that like vibe of like that live show essence or whatever just surrounded you. And I was like, holy shit, this band is awesome live. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you definitely got me into that band. And I mean, same with uh, Reggie and the Full Effect. You were going, yeah. and I mean, that's the Reggie band that, and Full Effect. They're, they're, I don't know if they really hold up as well as they did uh, then. Some stuff does. I, that's another one that like I've been dabbling into as well. Yeah. But like some of those like first three or four albums, like there's some catchy fucking songs on those. Oh albums. yeah, 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 yeah. You can't listen to the whole album. They're ones that you can no. enjoy like in pieces. Like yeah. But that, but, that um, was always his albums. Like there was yeah, really only one album that like I listened to front to back ever. Like the rest of them were always ones that I hopped. Like. Because yeah. it's yeah. a lot of skits and shit, right? So it's just yeah. like, I don't yeah. need that. Like, I just want the songs. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, no, um, I love My Dinosaur Life, too. That would probably be Me my too. their best Me album. Too. Like, Mark Hoppus uh, produced both Commit This to Memory and My Dinosaur Life. And I think, like, arguably, those are their two best albums. I also think that their first album is also, like, in that argument. But yeah. Um, I don't think that band has been as good since Mark Hoppus didn't produce them. Like I think I every album after that was kind of a letdown. So I, think, I really, I honestly like, think Tony, like the drummer, was a huge benefit. Like, when when they swapped out Tony, like I yeah. I noticed it. Like it, it lost a lot of its like bang. Like a lot of its luster to me was. I really like, really hope that like they're kind of been teasing stuff. I sent you who on yeah on, yeah yeah. They kind of been teasing stuff on Instagram and stuff, so I'm kind of hoping they're announcing a new album or something, a new EP, a new. They released the one song, but um, but that wasn't even yeah. a new song. That was a that was an old like B side that they just re-recorded or something. I think. Oh, I didn't know that. But... Yeah, yeah, the slower one, right? Uh, that was the last song I think they released, and it was just like a B side, like an old B side. I was like, why don't I, I already know this song? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> maybe I have no idea, but um, I'm I'm hoping that they're back together and they've been recording something during the COVID or something like that. Put something out, and hopefully, I know. Uh, I see. I have. I follow Tony on Twitter, and like he's been saying, like he just went through like a divorce and shit like that. So it kind of seems like 
maybe he's interested in, in touring himself again because his life's in a different spot now. So oh, I didn't um, know that. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping the original lineup's back together and they do a full tour, you know, maybe this year, next year or whatever, and put out a new album and all that fun stuff. But I'd be good with that. I'd hope Mark would produce it again. I hope so. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Be nice to have that member. <laughs> I agree. So, um, so my next album is Rage Against the Machine self-titled. Oh, snap. That's a good album. I haven't listened uh, to that in a long time. Yeah, and November 3rd, 1992. Uh, really, 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 really one of my top albums. Like, I, I love Rage Against the Machine. I don't think they have a bad album, but this album, just so catchy, so well-written. The hooks, the, Tom Morello just, like, fucking kills this album. They're super um, unique. They're such a unique sounding band. I mean, they were a trendsetter. They, they made the rap rock genre, really. Yeah. And, I mean, they're the only album that still holds up, or only band that still holds up to me. And, and they've been and broken up for 20 years. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, they're reunited now ish. I had I have tickets for them. Uh, they got canceled because of COVID. They delayed them a year. They got canceled because of COVID. They delayed them another year. So now the tour is 2022. Hopefully they stay together that long. Yeah. And that I'll, that tour happens and I can go see it because it's in Detroit. Maybe they'll you know, need some money awesome. by then. I don't think they ever need money. Um, I think it's just a matter of them getting along yeah. with Zach long enough for this album to happen. But, or this tour to happen. I would love if they use this opportunity of the delayed tour to record something together and have new tracks, but I have zero expectations of that. Yeah, but of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think you cannot go wrong with any of their four albums. And I mean, their fourth album is basically all covers, but um, yeah, this is their first album. It's really, really good. Anybody that is too young to know Rage Against the Machine or hasn't checked out Rage Against the Machine, they definitely started an entire genre. Tom Morello is one of the best guitarists in the world. I love Tom Morello's guitar playing. He has some catchy, catchy um, solo stuff too recently that like is very him just playing guitar. Then he gets various singers to sing on Play. every different like track. Singing, it's, yeah. not, Sweet. it's not the same singer on any track. Um, really, really catchy. So yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Self-titled. Nice. Yeah, I was never a huge Rage Against the Machine fan, but there were some songs that I got into, so yeah, I, I have a couple I, albums. But I love Rage. I've loved Rage since early high school. Maybe since you were raging. Exactly. I remember honestly, my oldest story I can remember of Rage was like I have an older half brother who's like three or four years older than me, and I remember him like because he was a half brother. He wasn't like living with me out all the time. So he'd come over on like weekends or whatever, and he wanted the new Rage Against the Machine album, which I think was Evil Empire at the time. And my parents wouldn't buy it for him because it was like uh, parental advisory on the cover or whatever. <laughs> and my mom's like, "No, you can't listen to that." And I was like, "He's listening to like Devil's music or something." Like my parents were like, buying this album. Like I was like seven or eight, maybe. And I was like, "Oh man, this band must be like fucking hardcore for my my parents not to even want him to listen to it." Like, there's nothing on this album that's like fucking <laughs> wild or anything. Like, but yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Personal story time with Ryan. 
Uh, that's great. Okay, my next album. I don't think you know this uh, album, or maybe you do. I don't know. And to be honest with you, I don't know why this album has stuck with me for so long. Because I think, like, on the surface, it's just like I always call there's like certain bands I call where they just like they were in the right place at the right time, and that's how they got popular. So that's yeah. how this band is with me, except that they never got popular. They just. I don't know if I just, they hit a chord or something and like I just got hooked on this album. I don't know if it was maybe like the drive through records trend that was like weighing super heavy on me, but the next album on my list is uh, So Long Suburbia by Alistair. Weird. That is a weird choice, but mm-hmm. I, I never, I never got super in Alistair. Yeah, I think, I don't think a lot of people did. <laughs> I think you gave me one of their albums on my iPod, like when I stole the music from you on like your computer or whatever. It was probably this one because this one is yeah. the one that like, like really, this is the only album by Alistair I like. Like, I think this is songs. the album I like listen to. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, I never got super into them or anything. No, yeah. no, I don't think a lot of people do. And to be honest with you, like I said, it's not like it's revolutionary. It's like four chord pop punk. Like it's you know, cheesier lyrics, like if the lyrics aren't like awesome, but it's just like every time I've ever written one of these lists, they always show up on it. And it's just like, yeah. even still to this day, like it jumps into like into my, my cycle, you know, on my Spotify for like a bit, sure. a couple months here. And I have a couple songs that I put on my main playlist. So like, you know, they constantly do, they still do like rear their head in, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not, I don't know, I have no idea what really draws me to them. Just It's just like catchy pop yeah. punk. And I like uh, the singer's voice. I think he's got a like a good pop punk voice. And right. yeah, they put on a good live show too. I saw them in Windsor actually. And I saw them in Detroit too. It's weird because like, I mean, this is going to be a tangent too, but like, I feel like music was so much more like underground then, like, early high school era bands that I was like hearing about or getting into like from friends or whatever, it wasn't really like the internet that was like doing it. It was just like word of mouth of like, Hey, have you heard about this band? I remember the yeah. first time I heard of Fall Out Boy it was like after Ta- uh, Take This To Your Grave came out. And you remember, you remember Bobby from uh, I Know Karate? Yep. I was friend like I've known him since grade school and, and um, um, high school, but like mostly grade school, we were friends in grade school. And like, I remember him sitting beside me in like media arts or something in high school. And he was like, have you heard about this band follow boy? And that was the first time I heard of them. And I was like, no. And then he gave me the album. I was like, holy shit. Like this album's really, really catchy. And it was like that type of stuff where it was like, like people handing out like albums or whatever. I remember going to like warp tour and people were handing out albums yes. in the lineup of like, Hey, here's like 16 different bands on one album of like, tracks you might hear from um, from work tour or whatever yep. i remember and, that too i got into a lot of bands from those right and it was like that's i don't know if you remember the band alucard uh i know that i remember the name but yes yeah there was a song on one of those albums from alucard that i was like holy shit this band is catchy as shit and i don't know if they ever put out an album after that like i have uh, no idea yeah never. i think they did pretty sure they did I mean, I shouldn't. I never followed up in the band or anything like that, but like I had that mixed album of like all these different tracks, and I was like, "This track is catchy as shit," and that's how like kind of music got shared then, and like people that now are never gonna understand that era. Yeah, 
Well, it's yeah. funny because like, you know, even how I got into this band is strictly because of that. Like they got listened to because of the record label they were on. Like what right. when, when does that happen now? That doesn't happen now. Like no, nobody you know, there was a time record. Yeah, there was a time where like anything that drive through records would put out like to nope. me I was like Honestly, the, if the fact that it's on this label is confidence enough in, for me to be interested, like to check it out, because like yeah. everything they have, I'm interested in. So yeah, like, totally. you know what I mean. Even the more weird stuff that like didn't really fit the profile as much, like I yeah. still was into it. So it's like there were very few drive-through records bands that like I wasn't into, right? So you know, they, it almost like, put them into a good place by default because like they just. Yeah they were guaranteed rotation <laughs> well even like absolute punk right like yeah yep. that was the website that me and you followed yep. constantly back yep. in the day and like and, and that that was a site i followed for like hey here's this new weird band that we're promoting or or we're showing off or whatever on the website and like i would be like oh i'll check out this band just because i trust this website that like they were a huge Blink-182 website, so I was like, anything they post about it's going to be in that genre of, like, pop-punky type stuff that, like, I'm yep. going to get into. And like, the rest of, the rest of my list is, like, the best of Absolute Punk is basically what right. the rest of my list is to, tonight. And, like, I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit or anything about them, but, like, I think Chorus fucking sucks now, yeah, so it's like... Chorus. But, but yeah. in fairness, I also, like, am not into music like I was, so... Sure. But like now it's like all music. It's it's not it's definitely not what it was of like yes. here's a genre of music that we're gonna cover. It was like, hey, we're gonna cover Taylor Swift now and then we're gonna talk about Blink one eighty two and then we're gonna talk about whatever. Like it, it's it's I, very I get like, that though. Because I, I will say that like as music has progressed for me, like interest in like different sounds have come up and like I, I would hate, like, I understood the reason why Jason wanted to step away from absolute totally. punk and to do something different because, like, I'm not, especially I'm, like if you wanted said, to grow it, it, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I Obviously, look at me. Like, my taste has dramatically changed yes. since that era to now, and I totally get that. It's like, yeah, he doesn't fit the absolute punk mantra yeah. anymore where that's the genre of music he's listening to, and that's totally acceptable because... I think as you grow as a human, your your taste change, your 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 genre changes, and everything like that. So it's no disrespect to him. I, I just the site doesn't talk to me anymore because yeah, me neither. Just, me neither. Most of the stuff that they're talking about on that website, I wouldn't listen to in a million years. So yeah, that's the issue it, for me. Is it got to the point where like it was when it was absolute punk, it was curated, and now right. it's and like the, I mean. the spectrum is so wide that it's like I found myself. You know, on one page, I'd find one story rather than like back in the day, it would be like I didn't find any. I'd have to read from top to bottom. Like, exactly. And that, that's exactly what I mean. It's like the, the front page would be 50 different articles all about stuff I was interested in. And now it's like I can scroll three pages and find one article that I'm yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's exactly it. It's, it's like that's the era where word of mouth really started these bands. And like, I think. Either you or or maybe Warped Tour was where I heard of Alistair. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I love it. So Alistair, the album is called uh, "So Long Suburbia," and I honestly, the, my favorite song off the whole album is the the first song, "Scratch." It's super good. I love it. Right on. Fuck yeah. 
So uh, my next band is uh, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Uh, I remember them. The remember album is Maps. Yeah, that's the album with Maps. That's I the love song right now. <laughs> Um, their second album, Gold Lion, is also really, really good. I think it's called Gold Lion. I think I tried to get into it, but I couldn't. It wasn't for me. I love, love, love yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um I think their third album was not as good as the first two, and then I think their fourth album is kind of weak, but um, they kind of broke up after their fourth album. I don't know if they're ever going to do anything more, but um, it's a band I have not seen live. I would love to see live. Um, I love their first two albums. Fever to Tell is catchy as shit. And originally, I really did not like them. I, Max is the song that like blew them up on radio and stuff like that. And it just didn't really connect with me. And then I seen them live. I think it was like an 89X birthday bash or something like that that they were at. And, um, I seen them live and they were really, really, really good. That's the only time I seen them live, but like I didn't really stay. I only heard like a few tracks, and I think we bounced. So you, when you saw them live, you weren't like a fan at the time. No, no. And I think we only saw like two tracks or something like that from them, and then we left because there was like three bands. It was when eighty nine X was huge. Your, and they had, your like, microphone two. went weird. Oh, I, I can't cancel again because yeah, I know. We'll just keep going. Everyone will just yeah. have to listen to Tin Can Ryan. Yeah, we're not quite there, but yeah. Timing does seem to I don't know. Anyway, keep but going. anyway. Yeah, 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 this is an awesome band. It's back. I'm trying to talk louder and cleaner so that just in case I'm robotic, it sounds okay. It's but bad. it's good. Great. Um I love the IAS. I think it's a really catchy album. I think Karen is an awesome lead singer. I love female-led bands. Um, and you couldn't tell from last week's list. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Tegan and Sarah. I love Moved Out. I love all these, you know, a lot of a lot of female-led bands. But um, yeah, I, I love the IAS. I definitely think everybody should check out if you were to tell. Their second album is also really good. And um, yeah, really good live. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I've yeah. Heard, I would love to see them fully live, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks when you get into a band and then find out they're not a band anymore. <laughs> well, that and I mean, it's the same as another band that's going to come up later on, but spoilers. But um, when I seen Paramore for the first time, um, I didn't like Paramore. I couldn't stand Paramore. And it was jimmy Eat world and paramore and i was a huge jimmy Eat world remember fan. That show? yeah and jimmy Eat world was scheduled to be the headliner so i was stoked and then i got there and jimmy Eat world opened for paramore and it I pissed me off <laughs> so fucking much that i left during the paramore set because i was like this is fucking bullshit and and then i got into paramore way after and i haven't seen them since but i would love to see them yeah, because when I saw them off that tour, it was the second brand, the second leg, and it was Paramore and who was it with them? It was another big band, and I was surprised that Paramore, Paramore was the headlining band. Yeah, it, it wasn't I mean, Jimmy World when I saw them. The first when I saw Paramore the first time, it wasn't. I think it was the same tour, but I think it was a different leg of the tour. Hmm, different, I don't different know, band. but I'll get into that more in in five minutes when we are okay. more like 45 minutes when we get to that album. <laughs> uh, that's funny. 
Uh, okay, do you want me to do my next one? Or? I sure do. You sure do. Okay. Okay, so my next one is, I think, a, I don't know if they'll be on your list or not, but it's hard for me to put them on their list because I think, I don't know. So my next album is Your Favorite Weapon by Brand New. <laughs> you picked the one album I fucking hate by them. Yeah, I know that. It's the one that I like. It's the only one that I like. It's the only one that to me, I shouldn't say it's the only one because I do really like Deja. Deja? Yeah, yeah. But but to me, like this is the album that like got me into Brand New and like, yeah, I love this album. I love it because it's different. Like, I love it because it's not... Like, I do like the style they went with, ultimately, but I th- I feel like it fared well, better for them. But I do love this album. Like, I just... It's good. It It's good. Like, it's, it's like era music. Like, it's like perfectly styled to that era, to the time that it was in. You're breaking my heart, boy. I love the song Secondary. It's so good. I love the song... I love this album. Zago Amaretto Line, great song. This is the hardest thing I've ever had to argue against is because <laughs> this is probably my favorite band. Um, I absolutely adore Brand New. They're coming up later on in my list. I adore them every, every inch of me. Their last four albums are phenomenal. I, I They're one of the my favorite live bands I've ever seen. I hate their first album. Uh, I, I I think it's absolutely dog shit. So it's like well, I think it's one of my favorites. So you will respect I, I, it. I'm not trying to be mean to you or anything like that. Like to each their own. I just I remember when I went and seen them live. I bought every one of their albums on vinyl at the time because the new the science fiction wasn't out yet, and uh, so I bought. I bought Deja, um, Devil and God, and Daisy, and the guy at the booth was like, "You don't want, you don't want your favorite weapon." I was like, "No, that album's dog shit. I'd rather fucking burn it." And like, he kind of like looked at me. I was like, "They're my favorite fucking band, but I hate their first album. Like, it just doesn't work for me." I think and there's a lot of people like that though, because if you stylistically like what Brand New ultimately became, this is literally not. It's it. not like it. No, it's not. It's, it's like a, a totally different. Yeah, it's like a totally different band, basically, right? Like when I seen them live before your before science fiction came out, they didn't play one track off of no, their first. No, they album. don't play anything off of this album. So, but that and I was so happy. They are I was fucking fantastic live. Oh, they're one of the best band, yeah, live bands I've ever. Seen. Yeah, they're great. I keep. Uh, yeah, they're just Jesse can wail <laughs> like unbelievably like. I, I was I got goosebumps during yeah, seeing the live because I was like, do. "Holy fuck, man, this guy can sing!" Yep, yeah, it's crazy. He's in, he's intense, man. Like it's it's nuts. Yeah. So, but yeah, I love this album, even though I know Ryan hates it. Uh, what what was the what was oh uh, Jude Law and a Semester Abroad? Yeah, that Jude was Law. the first that was the first track I've ever heard by them. Yeah, I think that was their first single. I think, or if okay. you could even call it that. Yeah, yeah I like that, I think the that's a good that's a good song, and I like I like secondary a lot. Secondary is the song that got me into the uh, the band. That's the first time I heard of the band was Jude Law and Semester Abroad. Was it? And I didn't I didn't love the track, but I was like, this has some catchy elements to it. Like it was fine. Yeah. And then when um, the Quiet Things You Never Know came out, yeah. 
off of Deja. It's a good song. Um, that's what got me into the band. I was like, holy shit, this song is catchy. Yeah, I remember um, listening to Deja the first time and being like, wow, this is like yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah. So that I I do I do uh, understand that like Jude Law was the first time I heard of the band, so I'm thankful for that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I just love the album. I think it's really good. I think mixtapes another really good album, another really good song that they have on the album that I like. And is in um, seventy times seven like the fan favorite from that album? Yeah, I do like seventy seven times seven, but it's yeah, I like I like some of the other ones on there instead. So. Right on. Yeah. No, that's, I mean that's great. I, I like I said, I'm not trying to talk shit. I, I'm I'm more joking than anything. Yeah, just to be a spiteful asshole, but. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just my least favorite album by them, and it's weird because they're my favorite, probably my favorite band or second favorite band. So, yeah, I know I know they're up there on your list. So I figured we'll at least see them. Well, the, the uh, spoiler: they're my number one album. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. All right, hit me with your next one. Uh, Paramore after laughter. It's a great album. It uh, almost made my list. It almost did. This is my favorite Paramore album. I think this is one of the best albums, period, of the last decade. Um, I think Haley Williams is one of the best musicians alive. I think her writing is fucking phenomenal. Um, I've This is one of the albums that I can relate to in insane ways, just because, I mean, it's very female driven but like from her perspective but it talks a lot about depression and um i have dealt with that i have you know elements of of what she's talking about a lot through the album and um it just it hit me at the right time it came out in 2017 but um just almost every track on this album I, i can relate to in some way and i just think it's it's track for track, one of the best written albums yeah, of the great. last decade. Great it's album. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's a really yep. good album. Yeah, um, I, I like it a lot. I loved Riot, like by Paramore. Riot is is probably my second favorite album by them, but it's just a pop punk album. And yeah, not that it's not extremely extremely catchy, but yeah, like catchy. it doesn't do anything that's like, oh wow, I've never heard this before. And after laughter to me was like something that was like genre pushing. It it it, it wasn't a pop punk album necessarily. It has elements of a lot of different things, and it's just really really well written. And their self titled album, there's a lot of tracks on it that I really really like. Mm-hmm. But there's also I feel a lot of filler on that album. Yeah, yeah um, I, I I think in fairness though, it's because the album's like 16 tracks or 15 tracks, cool. right? So. But I yeah, I, I, I will say that like I think there's like if you if you could cut all the fat off of uh self-titled self-titled, you could still have like a good ten song album that's like yeah. comparable to after la- after I agree. in my opinion. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I, yeah. I I think if you cut four or five tracks from that album, it would be uh one of the best albums in their catalog. Yeah, I, I agree. Say. There's a lot of filler on that album. And Whereas after 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 it was basically cropped, like it's pretty fine tuned. Like yeah, yeah, it's so fine tuned. It's exactly track for track what I want out of them. It, like um, Haley Williams released two solo albums um, 
during basically COVID. Like the first one's uh, Petals for Armor and the next one's uh, Flower for Vases. And Petals for Armor is very, very catchy as well. It was my album of the year last year. Like I, I absolutely loved it. She put out another album this year that's a solo album that's basically her playing every instrument. Like she's an extremely talented musician. And um I think I think last year's album, Petals for Armor, is a better album than this year's one. But um I'm very, very excited to see what Paramore does next because they are back together. They are recording the next album. Yeah, Haley has talked about like she's ready to go back to Paramore and tour and so on and so forth. And she's also talked about how like COVID gave her the first time in her adult life a break from touring. Mm-hmm. She's was in Paramore from the age of 15 on. So yeah. like this was the first time where she hasn't toured every year of her life. And she yeah. was like, it renewed my like love of music. It renewed my, like it gave me a break. Yeah. It rejuvenated her. And so I think, I honestly think that the next Paramore album is going to be the best album they've ever written. And that's going to be hard to do as a follow-up to After Laughter, but yeah, I, I think agree. It's, it's a phenomenal album. I can't recommend it enough. So Nice. good. That's a good pick. I definitely like it. I want to see them live. I saw them live. I saw them live. Did I see them live off this album? I see them live after, I think, Riot, and that's like when I was talking about the Junior World thing. But yeah. I think the last time I saw them live was off of Self-Titled, I'm pretty sure. I, like, I saw them I, with I, Hello I, Goodbye. Oh, that goodbye good was horrible. Well, that sucks. So bad. And they only played songs off of the album after Would It Kill You. That was it. That's not, a not one song other. No. That's like, don't do that. I don't recommend that. Yeah, it wasn't good. I wasn't a fan. Okay, my next my next one is another band where like my favorite album flip-flops between two. Um, I think we saw them when you came to Vancouver. We went and saw Newfound Glory do the anniversary of yep. Sticks and Stones. I think I think you're correct. Yes. So yeah, so the next album is uh, Chroma by Cartel. Very nice. Yeah, so I love this. I I so I flip flop between Chroma and Self Titled. I know a lot of people don't like self-titled, but I just, I don't know, something about it just, like, it still catches me when I listen to it, but I think it, I think at the end of the day, Chroma has kind of worn on me more over the last, you know, decade or 15 years, and uh, I think it kind of stands out as the stronger of the two, but did you ever get into, you weren't that I like, what was the album they did when there was, like, Band in the Bubble thing? It was self-titled. Self-titled. Yeah. So I love Chroma and self-titled. I thought was, there were some tracks that was great, and I thought it was kind of meh. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I like Chroma. Chroma's really good. Yeah, I really like Chroma a lot. To be honest, even their newer stuff that came out, like the EP I didn't really like, but then they put out a newer album in like maybe five or six years ago or something, and it was like surprisingly good. I don't think I've heard anything after self-titled. So. Mm. Yeah, it's they. I mean, it's not revolutionary. It's still cartel, but it's yeah. it's good. I like it. If you want some just good, like non-standard, like pop punk, that's not like I don't even know if I'd call it pop punk. Is it? Yeah, I guess it's pop punky. But yeah. it's not like it's not like power. It's chord. not typical pop punk. It's but not it's pop- power chord pop punk. It's like no. like pop, it, yeah, it's 
Yes. It's lyrically catchy. Yes. Uh, hook-driven rock. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. Hook. It, there are definitely, there's lots of hooks. There's lots of cool little guitar yeah. licks and just yeah. the vocals are on point. And sure. It's good. I like it. Chroma by Cartel. So I'm going to give my next album and then I'm going to run away and pee because I have to pee really bad. All right. It's I'll the first uh, time I've ever had to pee during a, a podcast, but I am not going to make it another 45 minutes. Okay. Give it to me. So I'm going to give you Minus the Bear Omni. Oh, which, I saw that one coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah, which is my probably my favorite album of all time. Maybe second. Um yeah, I don't. I don't even know what to say about this album. Minus the Bear is probably my favorite band. It'd be between them and Brand New. I was surprised. I'm. Su- I couldn't figure out which album you were gonna pick. I obviously knew they were gonna show up, but I wasn't sure. This is another one where, like, the only one I know and like really like. I mean, I guess I followed along with the rest of them, but the only one that ever really stood out to me was the first album. Highlights. Um. So yeah, I I love Minus Bear. I don't think they have a bad album. Um, Omni is their fourth fourth album. Yeah, uh, yeah, fourth album. Um, Highly Refined Pirates is great. Manosel also is great. Um, Planet of Ice. Uh, Planet of Ice is also awesome. Omni is their fourth album. Then they have two albums after that, which to me are their weakest two albums, but they're still catchy. There's still great elements to them. Um, I think Infinity Overhead is the fifth album, which is, I also really, really like, but I think there's six albums a week song. But um, yeah, I love Omni. It's catchy. It's different than their first three albums. Um, I think pretty much every album kind of has a different tone to it or a different vibe to it. Um, they're a very um, technical band. They're very like, math rocky, where like they play in different um, time signatures. They're very like uh, like tap style guitar playing, where it's like it, it's definitely not going to be for everybody. No, but, it's like, not. No, it's not. It's cool. Um, like if you're if yeah, you're like cool. a guitar head, like yeah, like I got into minus minus the bear because a bunch of guys who played like more like alternative metal kind of music, they like got into like kind of a more like chill. Like, like you said, yeah. like it's really tappy. It's really like it's, yeah. It's it's, it's hard to even explain as a genre. It's hard to explain. <laughs> the first album is definitely has like more hooky elements to it, but then like their third album is like a very very um, acquired taste type of album. Like Planet of Ice is like very. I don't even know how to explain it, but like it's a cold sounding album. Like it's yeah. I mean Planet of Ice makes it it makes it kind of a pun, but like it's it's a winter album for me. Like it's yep. a very, very um soul I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it, but like, Omni is like the reverse of it to me, where Omni is like a party album. Omni is like a very sexy album. Like it's 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 a lot of the album lyrically is a, like sexual and it's it's got like a very dancey vibe to a lot of the album. It, um, it's it's still just as catchy, but it's it, it's a different sounding album. It, I, I I just I don't know. I fell in love with that album. And, um, it's like a late night type. 
I don't know, smoke a doob and, and hang out album for me. And like, um, yeah, I don't think they have a bad album. I wish I could, I don't have Omni on vinyl, vinyl and it's my favorite album, but it's not in print anymore. And it's like $150 to get on vinyl and I just won't pay for it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of money. I mean, if anybody listening to this has a hookup to get me Omni on vinyl, I will pay for it, but I'm not oh. paying $150 for it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Minus the Bear is probably my favorite album. If anybody doesn't know Minus the Bear, I don't think you can go wrong jumping in at any point, but I do. Um, I would say if you if you don't know them, you should start with some something that's more catchy. Like I think Well, uh, I think if you go with Highly Refined Pirates, yeah, Highly like, Refined Pirates for sure is a safe is a pretty safe But I also think you could start with Omni. I don't know if you can start with Omni. I don't know if I agree with that. Because Omni is 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 dancey and it's it's different. Where like I think if you jumped in on Planet of Ice, you'd be like mm. Planet of Ice is not a good starting point. No. No. Um Infinity Overhead, I think, is also like a really catchy album. The last two or three tracks on that album, I think, are like some of the best written tracks they've ever done. I can relate to those tracks really, really well. Yeah. My biggest disappointment is they broke up like I, I think they will get back together. I just have a feeling that in a, a year or two they're going to be back together. But yeah. somehow, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain that they're just a very different sounding band. Yeah, I they like. Are. I like originality. Like last week when I talked about Death from Above, nineteen seventy nine. Like it, it's also a band that has a very very different tone and vibe to them. And the minus bear is the same way for me. Is like I can't name you another band that has the same same style or same vibe as them like they're just kind of an original sounding band they're, they're great live i've seen them live i think after it was late in their career i didn't see them on the farewell tour it was before that but um yeah they're just really really talented live band they they hit every fucking note they vocally uh musically everything so uh just one of my favorite bands hello Last time I saw them was when they put out we they make beer commercials like this. That was a lot. I saw them I saw them like three or four days before the album the EP came out. That's a great EP. That is a good EP. Okay, I'm gonna run and go eat. Okay, I'm gonna go and get a beverage refill and then I'll come back and talk to the people. To the people. No, we both we should both go. So you go. Thirty second break, go. We'll be snap just waiting for ryan to come back from his pee hopefully his robotic voice will be gone so if anybody is engaged enough and wants to put some of their favorite albums in the 
chat or whatever, that's that would be good. And we can have a look and see. I apologize to the viewers, but if I didn't go pee right there, then we're gonna have an accident on <laughs> You've got robotic voice again. I hope it goes away soon. Well, you do yours and then hopefully my by the time you're done, mine goes away. Okay. Okay, so my next album is the only Canadian band on the list. It's also the only band that I'm certain that anybody who isn't from Windsor uh, will like know. So like they are not. I can, you couldn't even go and look them up because they're not on Spotify. They're not on anything. And it's funny because I don't know if it's just like a piece of like nostalgia from the days that I was in a band. But, like, there's an album by a band, a Windsor band, Windsor, Ontario band, called Blurt. And the album is called The Upsides of Effort. And it is just, like, a perfect pop-punk album. Like, it's just, it's super catchy. It's nothing fancy. The lyrics are fucking fantastic. And it's just, it's quirky as shit. It's so... It's so good. I love it. I love it so much. But it's funny because it's like you could never find it to listen to listen it. To so. <laughs> They're not together anymore, are they? they are, they've been apart for a long time. Long time. Perfect. Yeah, they've been. So I think after they did this album, they did an EP called Winter Sounds or Winter Songs. And uh, and then I think that's all they did. Then they started another band, the, the drummer left. Anthony left and then they started a new band called Shared Arms and I think they did an album or two like that and then I don't know what happened after that. So I remember seeing them with you. Yes. Um several times. I think they may have even headlined fame shows. Uh probably. Yep, probably. Um, Anytime I put them, I would always put them as a headline. I I mean when they were bigger. Like, so yeah, the people that don't know is is Matt was in a band called Fame. We lived in Winter, and I went to pretty much every single show they played. Uh, pretty for the most part. I mean, yeah. they're probably we played a lot. We played a lot. Yeah. You were at a good chunk of them. And um, yeah, so I I got into like the local kind of music because of Matt being in bands. It was like more or less i was going to support my best friend playing and i like i like matt playing music like i think matt's a very very talented musician but um thanks you're welcome but um yeah it was more just a reason to like i want to hang out with my friend and see him play music but it was also like hey there's local bands that i don't know about that i could also check out and find new music so it was in the era where i was just like definitely like i will absorb every musician or music i can find um so yeah, Matt got me into a lot of music because of that, and I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the first time I heard Blurt was because of you. They probably, were, probably. Either we went to a show or they were the headliner at something you were playing. But yeah, yeah. Well, I booked them. I think I gave them their second show. So yeah, like their second show ever. I think like they were just kids. So like even when they, even when they like did this, this album, like they were young. Like they were like under twenty. Like, yeah. yeah, like young, young, right? So, like, but yeah, it's just a good. It's just like it's. I, yeah, again, I wish I could tell everyone like a direction to go and listen to it, but it's just, it's awesome. It's one of those like hidden gems that, like, to me, 
Like it is literally the perfect, like it's a nice day. Let's go for a drive album. Like roll the window down and just fucking give her to be honest with you. The next two albums are like, these are like the three albums that I think of when I'm like, it's a nice day. And I'm like, roll the windows down, go for a drive, put on some catchy tunes. And how do we get Thane on, on Spotify? Chris Carr could probably do it. I'm sure he could. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think I have anything by this band. I might have an album somewhere with with uh, with Blurred on it, but the I, only I way it exists is I have MP3s of them, and I've kept them over the years. Yeah. So it's like it's like on a on a memory stick that I use to like uh, just when my phone breaks down, I have to put it on again. Yeah, I mean, I had. I had Thane music on my iPod and I would transfer it from iPod to iPod yeah, just to keep it live. But like, that's, it doesn't exist anymore. That's four computers ago. You know? Yeah. Yep. I, I hear you. Mine's all on a yeah external hard drive somewhere, but yeah. I definitely don't keep those around. I'll tell you that. Well, how the hell am I going to post this on Instagram? Because I'm not even going to be able to find the fucking album art. I might be. I might have it somewhere, but I don't know. You'll have to. You watch. can just find one that says "image not found." <laughs> <laughs> Image not found. Yeah, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. All right. So my next band <laughs> is a band that obviously nobody's going to have heard of. They're very, very, very small. <sighs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. By the way, uh, they almost made my list. Not that album, but um, I absolutely adore. By the way, I think, in my opinion, it's their it, out of their most recent like seven albums. It's the most different sounding. Um, there's tracks that definitely like you're gonna think of and hear that remind you of stuff off of like Californication or or Sex Sugar Magic, but. Um, for the most part, I think it's their most chill album. It has like a, a relaxed kind of summer beach vibe to some of the album. Like it's um, it's really good. But like the late album, like the last five or six tracks on the album, I just I think it's some of the best stuff the Chili Peppers have ever written. Um, it's an album I don't think the band really likes. From what I've read, is is during the recording of this album, they were like not really getting along very well. That's like one hot minute. Yeah, what, well, One Hot Minute was after John Frusciante left, yes. and they got, um, uh, what's-his-face from... Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about, Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro to play guitar and stuff. So, um, yeah, they they actually, I don't think, play anything off of One Hot Minute when they That makes tour, me like, sad, because One Hot Minute is, like, where I got into the Chili Peppers, and, like, I, like, there's so many songs on that album that I like. See, I, I hate that album. I know, I know a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, I... I, like I, I, I've seen Chili Peppers live twice. I love the Chili Peppers. Anything post Mother's Milk, I think, is really, really good, except for One Hot Minute. Like I think that's really, really bad album. Yeah. There's like two or three tracks that are really catchy, but outside of that, like I think overall it's a really bad album. But um, by the way, it's just really, really, really good. Um, my favorite track off the album is the last track, Venice Queen. I'm pretty sure it's a tribute to uh, somebody the band knew that like uh, kind of was like an inspiration for them in California. Uh, she died and like they kind of wrote a song for her. And um, 
it's like a I think it's like a six or seven minute song, but like it's definitely like a, a really, 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 really cool relaxed vibe of a song that like kind of it has lyrics and then it kind of goes into like a musical element for like a minute or two and then it comes back and kind of finishes. But like um I think it's one of the best tracks I've ever written. Hmm. Um I haven't been super huge on like the most recent two albums. But now they, they, I don't know if people aren't a huge Chili Peppers fan is, is John Frusciante is back in the band now. So, um, I think their next album might be like one of their best albums they've ever written because it's, it's been a long time since the last one and, and having John back, I think it's just going to be really, um, explosive. He left their, after like, Californication. I know he left initially. He left after, after California. He left after, by the way. Yeah. No. Nope. Okay. I think he left after Stadium Arcadium, actually. That sounds more right. Yeah. He left after Stadium Arcadium. That was the last album he was on. He wanted to do solo stuff. And then um, they put out their last... I can't even remember the last two album names right now. But I think it's their two weakest albums since Mother's Milk. Like, I love Mother's Milk, too. That was probably my second choice for their best album. But um, I don't... I mean, honestly, I don't think you can go wrong. I think... Um, Flea is one of the best bass guitars yeah, in the great. world. Anthony Kiedis has a great voice too. So. Anthony Kiedis is one of the best vocalists, but I think yeah. Flea, like musically, is one of the bass, best bass guitarists in the world. I would say, like besides him, maybe Les Claypool from Primus. Um, I, I I love their just their tones of bass that they put in their songs. It's one of the bands that like they make the bass element of the track like elevated where you can actually like really hear it during the songs and which is really cool to me because so often the bass guitar gets buried in the mix and it almost all the time it follows just basically what the lead guitar is doing and i find it like it just buries it in the track and you can barely hear it yeah where yeah he takes a lead a lot yeah where like when you hear a really bass driven track from them like where you can feel the bass guitar kind of flow in and out of the lead guitar is like really really cool so that's why i really yeah, yeah. love why i'm always really connected with um chili peppers and same with death from above last week like since they're such a bass driven band like i love the bass guitar i love the tone of the bass guitar so really making that prevalent in the track i think is really really cool so mm. yeah i love the chili peppers uh by the way nice i was gonna put california fornication on my list but it got cold at the end it's yeah. great. It's a great album. I, it's very good. I, I anybody that doesn't know like those albums, like fuck, you know. I know you're, you're missing out. They're good albums. They're just yeah. good, good. Yeah, they're great. And you'll guess, there'll be more songs you recognize than you think, probably too. Oh well, yeah, there's four or five tracks off of Californication that were like huge yeah. singles. Yeah. Um, I want to say that's like '97 or '98, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds about right. By the way. By the way, it was 2002, so. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere in that like, late 90s era. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the music videos very well. So. Yeah, man. Uh, so my next album is another pop punk classic for me. This is another band that I've seen a shit ton of times. Um, so the album is called Destination Unknown, and the band is called Mest. Uh, they're like a Chicago pop punk band and they broke up well i mean they broke up a long time ago 
But they tried to like get back together a few times, and it's just been like half-ass attempts where it's like the lead singer and a bunch of like replacements, and it's like, yeah, this isn't very good. Yeah, it's not not the same, and doesn't have the same charm, and it just wasn't good. <laughs> also, what's that? Sorry, your microphone's weird again. Another band that you got me into. I, I didn't. I didn't know Mask. I got into Mask because of you. I don't know them really well, but yeah, yeah, you were, yeah. You were yeah, so the the this album in particular, I think, was the one that kind of got them a little bit more love. They never really quite hit the peaks like that some of those pop punk bands were doing at the time. Uh, but this one, I think, got them as close as they were going to get. And they put out two albums after this, and then they kind of broke apart. But, um, but yeah, just a good, solid pop punk album. Again, nothing, nothing overly crazy about it. I just... I, Every every song on the whole CD is catchy, and uh, like I said earlier, it's like one of those albums that I like to put on when I go for a drive, and it's like nice summer day, weather is nice, and got the windows down, and you're just cruising, and um, yeah, so Mass Destination Unknown, uh, again, I think the first song off of it, the song's called Opinions, it's really, really good, uh, uh, but also there's like a song called Fucked Up Kid, which I really like a lot when I was a adolescent so uh yeah you remember that band rufio oh i love i still listen to rufio those there's like two albums by rufio that yeah. like i really, really love Perhaps I for, suppose. Some reason, for some reason you bringing up mask reminded me of rufio what what's that sorry for some reason you bringing up mess reminded me of the band rufio like it was just like that era of music that like for some reason that reminded me of rufio and i'm like oh i should go back to those couple albums when was the last like, time you listened to rufio me and kate still listen to rufio sometimes like 15 years ago probably like 10 years at least 10 years ago is before you you moved i think it's still pretty good i think it still holds up pretty good i'll have to i'll have to put them on my spotify list yeah you should all right perhaps i suppose dipshit that's a good song i like that song um so my next album is a little band i like to call vampire weekend mm, very nice modern vampires of the city is the album it's a good album i like that one their third album um i think vampire weekend is one of the best bands around uh album for album i don't think they have a bad album they have four albums though I think every single album they've ever put out is like almost perfect. Um, Vampire uh, or, or Modern Vampires of the City is is my favorite, but you could put in their first, second, or fourth yeah. album. I like the and first and second albums better myself, but I don't think you can go wrong. And like they're creative, they're different sounding, they're um, they do different things each album. Um, you're just really, really, really talented. And like when I seen them live after this album, fucking incredible live. Like just, they're playing everything on stage. Their sound is phenomenal. Like it was none of that pre-recorded bullshit. Like they were playing everything and it just sounded really, really, really good. So um yeah, one of my favorite bands and like it's funny to me how often um I mean, one of my favorite films of all time is Step Brothers. And at the very beginning of Step Brothers, they play 
uh, a track from Vampire Weekend. Yeah, from the first album. Yeah, and and so often people like kind of like bump bump their heads to that track during the Step Brothers, and they have no idea who the band is, and like. So often I watch it with friends and I'm like, yeah, that's Vampire Weekend. And they're like, I've never even heard of them. And I'm like, like, fuck, man. Like, it's just a band that for some reason I feel like has kind of fallen under the radar for some yeah, reason. it's true. It's so true. But like, just incredibly, incredible lyricist, like catchy, fucking different, yeah. really, really creative. Um, their production value on the albums is top notch. I, I can't, I can't brag enough about them. So. Nice. Yeah. Good pick. I haven't haven't heard much from them in a while. I know that they did something last year, I think it was, right? I think it was twenty nineteen, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have been kind of been out of them since that album, but Yeah, I mean they only put out a new album every like four years, so yeah. We're gonna be waiting a while probably, but um yeah, that I can for some reason the name of the album slipped in my mind, but their last album is also like very, very creative. They did a lot of tracks. Uh, with the band Haim or Haim, I, I don't know. I oh. never know how to pronounce it. I didn't know that. It's really? like, yeah, uh, they they guest vocaled on like three or four tracks of that album. Oh, sure. But, I um, yeah, um, I love that band. Like that that was a band that was really hard to leave off my list because I think all three of their their albums are really really good too. I'm surprised but, uh, that you are leaving them off your list. I was expecting that. Yeah, yeah, they're not on my list, sadly. I wanted to put them on my list, but they're not on my list. But they are also very, very talented. And, yes, uh, they are. Yeah. I also enjoy Haim or Haim or... I, I never know how to pronounce it. I think it's like the the Jewish like Haim. Yes, that's that's how but I like hear it. But I, I'm not positive. I don't want to misbeat. So. so my next album is probably the only album that doesn't really fit on this list. It's still like rooted in like the pop punk stuff though, but it's kind of more like edging towards like the format kind of style where it's like just got like the pop punk influences. It's not really like really considered pop punk that probably fall under that. So my next album is uh, Hi, Everything is Great by Limbeck. If you've ever gotten into Limbeck, I can't imagine that they would be Yumpy Rally. Didn't didn't work for me, but yeah. I remember you just. Yeah, so this is another one that, like, I love, like, driving to. Like, it's just, it's it's almost, like, borderline, like, country folky kind of yeah, music, which is weird. But, uh, yeah, it's, again, like, I love the lyrics. I find the whole album is, like, so fucking catchy. And, like, it hit me. It, this is another one where, like, I remember seeing them open for the format, and then I was like, oh, I kind of like this. I think I saw them open like two or three times for bands between the format and Motion City. I think we saw them with Motion City once maybe. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So so like uh I know this is one of those ones that like I got into from like repeat viewings, right? I saw them live yeah. a few times and then it was just but it's funny cuz the the album that they toured off of most when I saw them is not my favorite album. The, my favorite is their first one, which is this one. Hi, everything is great. And it's just a great, weird, folky kind of sunny day album. It's really catchy. Yeah, I can get into it, but um, yeah. I remember you loving it. I remember you listening to it a lot, and I was like, uh, not for me, but you loved it. And I was like, right I on. Did. I did love it a lot. It's very good. It's very catchy. If anybody, 
I think you can find that. I'm pretty sure that's on Spotify and stuff. So I wouldn't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I think I have a couple songs on my main playlist. I might be wrong though. But the others, they have another album too, which is called something else. And <laughs> it's pretty good too. But this is the one I like a lot. It's actually called something else. Or I don't know this? what it's called. Yeah, it's okay. called something. Good, good. This is a factual based podcast. Yes. Yep. Hey, something else wasn't my favorite album, so we're letting it slide. Whatever. We didn't research that one. Owners. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so my next one, second to last, is uh, Queens of the Stone Age villains. Oh, nice. I'm not really a big Queen of the Stone Age fan. I adore Queens of the Stone Age. Who's band is that? Is that? That's not Dave Grohl. No, that's Foo Fighters. No, I know that's Foo I thought it was like somebody else. Like, isn't that? I thought Dave there was, Grohl like, was Dave Grohl drummed for them during the second album or third mm-hmm. album, technically. Um, Maybe that's why I'm getting it mixed up. Songs for the Dead. Dave Grohl was their drummer, but um, he he hasn't been a band, part of the band really since then. But um, Villains is one of the catchiest albums I've ever heard. They worked with a pop producer on the album, which made the songs have this like very dancey, almost pop vibe, but it's still a very hard rock album. Um, from everything I've listened and watched and heard, Josh Holm is kind of a dickhead. Who's Josh Holm? Is Josh Holm the main guy? The lead singer, yeah. Um, he's he knows how to write a great rock song. I, I, I mean, regardless of what his, his, what his personality is in real life. I'm trying to it, think, was, I'm trying to think of a song by them. The only one I'm thinking of in my head right now is that like, that's that. Okay. Okay. Uh, go with the flow. Another track by them. They, they have like uh, seven albums. Oh, okay. I know this the name. Movie, I just, yeah. Yeah. This is the most recent album. Uh, came out in 2017. I think it was like right after the Paramore After Laughter album. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a really good year for music for me. But um, yeah, uh, I I don't know. I love this album. Uh, Songs for the Deaf is probably my second favorite album by them. That's the album that most people will know. Um, the album before that is Rated R, which is also a really, really catchy album. Um, and then um, Era Vulgaris is also a really, really has some really, really catchy tracks on it. But um, yeah, Villains has this like kind of poppy, dancey vibe to it, but it's still a very hard rock album and it just works really well. It's like, it's like, I don't know. Some, it's an album that you could hear during like the seventies or sixties where like, it was like, uh, um, like going to like Woodstock or something like that, where like it had this like dancey, everybody kind of chilling out to like fucking rock vibes to it. But um, it's just like an album like you want to smoke pot to and just like dance to. Like it's just it's just it's got that vibe to it, and it's it's just really 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 good. Nice. I think they're a very very talented band, and um, yeah, it's they haven't put out an album since, so it's and we're going on four years. So I really hope something comes out this year or next. Are they active but, uh, still or no? Oh yeah, they're very active. I mean, okay. they do uh, kind of a side thing called the Desert Sessions, which is like basically they just get a bunch of musicians out into the like desert and they like put on shows and like 
basically they just grab different musicians from different bands and just jam together. And then they put out like a, an album of just like different random tracks from like all kinds of different combinations of musicians. Um, they have put out like 10 different albums of called like the desert sessions, which is just different, different artists cooperating together. And it's like always like a really, really cool kind of catchy vibe. Yeah. But, um, sweet. Yeah. Uh, they're just like a very trippy psychedelic like very into like drugs and shit in their early stuff. I don't know how how into it they are now, but yeah. like they have tracks written about doing like psychedelics and shit like that. So they like they clearly have that like psychedelic vibe to them. But um, just just really really talented. I, I I think they're one of the best outside of Foo Fighters. I would say they're one of the best hard rock bands there is. Period. Cool. So yeah, I don't yeah. really know them that well, but. I would I would recommend you just take a listen to this album, see if anything catches you. What's it called again? Villains. Villains. Go look into that and see how I feel about it. I think I think there's some tracks on it you might you might find hooked on. Yeah. Yeah, just they're very hooky albums. There, there's a lot of like that's pop albums. That's little that's literally the the easiest way for me to get into an album is just like with a hook. Like I'm just a sucker for Yeah. The first the first track on that album, like it like slowly builds, but then there's like a hook to it that I'm like, holy fuck, they nailed this. Like they know how to write a catchy hook. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a good way to keep me on board. Yeah. So last right. one, buddy. Last album. So my last album is a new addition to my list because, uh, as I said last time, I've done these lists in the past 10 years a couple times. And so, yeah, this one is one of the ones where I, uh, I've always been a fan of the band, but I would never say the albums have ever really cracked the code for me to make me be really, really super interested in it. Um, so this album came out like probably like 2018, I think, and it's called The Knife by Goldfinger. So yeah, so they put out this album and it's like a new lineup. Like it's a Mike from MXPX is the basis now. They got like, uh, I think they got like a new drummer. I think everybody other than John and the one guitarist is basically new. Um, and it's good. It's just like a good pop punk album. They've got a couple that are a little bit more like reggae ska kind of things, but they're just super catchy, fast, like blast beat pop punk yep. like it's just really good and i don't know i think the uh like john john feldman is like a great writer and uh like Producer. he's a great composer like uh he just knows how to write like catchy ass fucking music and uh yep. i was a little just disappointed because they put out an album this year and like i i like when the knife came out i heard a couple songs and i was like yeah it's fine whatever right and then i kind of just like disappeared and then they put out a christmas album and then after that, I kind of like went back to the knife and I was like, holy fuck, this is like so fucking catchy. And it like hooked me from that point on. And then last year when they did all of their like live sessions, they played two songs off of the knife. And I was like, man, his voice was auto-tuned to shit, but they were yeah, that's a bummer, but fucking yeah. great. It was so good. And it's just so like high octane energy, like fast pop punk and it's just yeah it's, yeah. All, it's everything that works for me right on yeah man i like it i don't know them really at all so yeah 
Yeah, it's good. It's I mean, I don't know if you'd be into it or not. It's just it's literally just straight up pop punk. It might be outside of your interest at this point. Like Yeah, it might be a little too generic for yeah. me. Yeah, it might know. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I, I mean I've heard of them definitely. I, I think they were like on like old um, Yeah, they're more like, known for their ska stuff, to be honest. Like they're more known for like here in your bedroom and San Simeon and more of it on like old um, Tony Hawk. Yeah, they're the band that did Superman. That so here I yeah. am doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's yeah. All right. Well, here's my last one. We spoiled it. I don't know two hours ago, but <laughs> uh, Daisy. Out of all the albums, you always did like Daisy. Remember when we drove to Vancouver when I moved here and we listened to that album a lot? Yep. That's the only I, reason I like that album was because of that. Brand track. new Daisy is one of the best albums ever written. Um, it's the most surprising album out of all their albums for me, where after Deja and Devil and God, um, I really expected their next album to kind of sound similar to those two albums. And I remember it leaked... Yeah, I did. I remember that. Um, Super early. A week or two. Yeah, a week or two before the album came out. Oh, I, was it, I was that it? That was only a week or two. It might have been more. I, I can't I can't tell for sure. But a, a while before the album actually released, it leaked online. And this was in the era where everything leaked on online and you could download those albums. And um, so I remember downloading the leak. I had already uh, pre-ordered the album. And um, it, I when I downloaded the leak, I was like, what, what is this? Like, this is not brand new. I thought it was like some different band that had been titled wrong because it just didn't sound it's so different than the last two albums. That it's was very like, different. What, what is this? And then when I heard Jesse's voice, I was like, oh, this is definitely brand new, but this is like nothing what I expected. And um, yeah, I just think, Overall, it's just one of the catchiest albums I've ever listened to. Like I, I like I said earlier, I love Minus the Bear, and and like between this and and Minus the Bear would be like my two favorite bands. Um, I just think I don't think you can go wrong with a brand new album outside of the first album. Like I think their last four albums, I think all have their different pros and cons. Um, I think between Deja, Devil and God, and Daisy, like I think those are three perfect albums. I don't think there's a bad track between those three albums. Um, so I think I, I think, think Deja would be the easiest for people who have no history with them to I, get a feel for it. Daisy's not the easiest. Entry no, point, no. So. Um, Daisy's appreciated when you know the band. Yes, it's an album. It. It was an album that when I threw on, I didn't expect to hear. Yeah. But as I listened to it, I was like, this is still brand new. There's elements of brand yep. new in it. Yep. And there's elements of Deja and, and Devil and God in it. Yeah. But it's also, um, it's it's different. It has different vibes. It has different tones, elements. It has like almost hardcore elements in it. Yeah, it does. But it also, um, it has those well-written lyrics and um it's it's still got the emo vibe to it at times and like i know that that term gets thrown around really easily but like i mean deja is one of the like standout emo albums it's 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 that's what it is yep. and um 
yeah, I, I I adore this album. Like I said earlier, they're one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Yeah, you just um, recently saw them too. You saw them right near the end, right? Like more. Yeah, I seen them like a year before they broke up. Before science, just before science fiction came out, and um, I like science fiction. Like I know a lot of fans weren't overly impressed with science fiction, and I get that. Um, it's it go it harkens back to more of a deja vibe. Yeah. At times, um, it has two or three of tracks on that on science fiction. I think are some of the best tracks they've ever written. But I also think it does have some some shitty some tracks. On. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think it's probably their second weakest album, but I also think there's some tracks on it that, like, if you like anything off of Deja or Devil and God or Daisy, there's tracks on on science fiction that you're gonna go, oh yeah, this is this is definitely brand new, and I enjoy this. Yeah, um, it's just the weakest of the four, but that's like saying. I had pizza four days in a row, and the fourth day I got kind of tired of pizza. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's still pizza, it's still great, but you're in the mood for something different. Maybe by that point, I don't know, but yeah, it's they're my favorite band, and I know I think they ended kind of in a bad way. I know there's some hypocrisy about Jesse kind of being a dirtbag, yeah, and yeah, the line, and so I can't really speak to that. Like, if they did some shitty stuff behind the scenes, that sucks. Yeah. Because it turned into one of my favorite bands, and I, I don't agree with anything they may have possibly done that was shitty. And like, I apologize that if me saying this is one of my favorite bands hurts anybody's feelings or anything because of that, because that's not my intention. It's just a band that I absolutely adore. So yeah. I can't. I have a hard time separating the art from the people that did yeah. it, and so that's where I'm coming from. Is like. I question whether I can even still put this band on a top of list because that's of that. Why I, that's where I was when I put it, but I still did because I was like, for that exact same reason, is like, right. you know, the things I remember about these bands aren't the people, it's the music, and it's what it was right. for me at that time. And yeah, and that's where I'm at. It's like, like I said, I don't agree with anything that they may have, may or may have not done. I don't know yeah. if that ever was proven or anything like that. And I can't speak to that. And I don't want this podcast to be about that. But yeah. my point is yeah. if they did shitty things behind the scenes, that sucks. And it tarnishes the legacy of the band because I think it's some of the best written music of the last 20 years. So that's where I'm coming from on it. And yeah, I, I love this band. So That's fair enough. So yeah. in, in just like last week, we can do, we'll end with one last quick one. But since I kind of ruined your, we kind of both kind of talked about ours already. So you had, um, uh, Hello, you, you had Hello Goodbye. And then we started talking about the Postal Service and I had the Postal Service was mine. So I do. I have I, a new one. I, I can also, go, you can go first, but I also have, an, I also have another one. So. All right. So last last week I did almost all Canadian bands, and this was a band I left off my top twenty list. Not that because they're not a very talented band, and not because you know the album's bad or any stretch of that. Um, they just wouldn't make my top twenty. But um, this is a band I feel like many people maybe don't know about, but they have kind of blown up in Canada at least. Um, it's called The Beaches, and they're from Toronto. Uh, it's an all. They're an all-female band. Um, they opened for some pretty big bands in Ontario. Like uh, I believe Elton John's last tour, they opened for Elton John. Oh, crazy! And I'm pretty sure they opened for Rolling Stones not too long ago as well. 
Um, very, 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 very catchy, well-written bands. They only have one album, like one full length out called The Late Show. Um, and so that's the album I'm picking, but they also have three EPs out that are also very, very catchy. They're only like four or five tracks each, but, um, they're very, very, very talented. They, they're, I seen them live. They opened for Mother Mother in Windsor and, um, that's where I heard of them. That's where I found out about them. Um, just really, really talented. They're, they know how to write catchy tracks. Uh, their lead vocalist is, is, a really good singer and uh yeah they're just like a catchy rock with pop elements band and um they're really really good so they're from toronto and um yeah i love them so nice okay well my extra one for this week is one that didn't make the cut but it they always get close and that's uh four years strong rise or die trying very good album great album for anybody who doesn't know Four Years Strong, it's just like hardcore pop punk. <laughs> Double it's bass exactly drums. With, and then this album in particular has like a ridiculous synth in it that like doesn't fit at all, but does kind of. It's like. It's like early. jarringly out of place. Like it's like. Yeah. It weaves in and out of the tracks, but it's like if a hardcore pop punk band met a synth player i don't, I don't know yeah. i don't know how to explain it i know i can understand why they phased that out but i still really like it a lot for this album yeah no it's a great album i, I honestly like i like their most recent album a lot too like yeah i, yeah, I couldn't think, get into it too much it was fine but i felt like this I, is I, one I, of the bands that like i got into this album and like i got into it because it was like weird and like as yeah. they realize like hey if we were not so weird we'd probably be like more open to like a better more general audience and make more money so yeah. it's like as they like got better and yeah. got more popular i got lost interest because they got rid of the thing that was what made them so unique to me to begin with so they are yeah. still pretty unique but i mean it's just yeah it's, yeah it's, it's if a hardcore kid started a pop-up band and, totally and, and then needed a friend a place to put their their synth player player friend yeah yeah it was I don't know. I, I really like this band. I think they have like out of their five, I think they have five albums. Yeah, I think so. Uh, right. I think three of the five are really, really good. So, yeah. I like their cover CD too. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's catchy. It's got great cover tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, let's wrap this up. It's, uh, yeah. Caller and Eve here. Yeah. So um, that's the end of this episode. Next week, we are going to do our top 10 films. Maybe so, we maybe we're gonna split it in half though. We'll see. We'll see what we do. We'll uh, we I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. But I think we can do top up ten albums maybe quicker than this. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's delusional by mine. But I think it is. I think it's delusional. But let's we'll talk okay, well, and we'll figure it out. We're either doing top ten or top five next week and the five the week after. We'll figure it out. But we'll figure it out. But yeah. that's what that's what the next week's episode is going to. Non superhero movies, yeah, top 10 non superhero films. So, no comic book shit because we've already kind of covered that, yeah. Um, and Matt would pick 10 superhero track films sure. if we didn't do that. So, it's true, my films aren't wouldn't I wouldn't have a top 10 superhero film, but mine probably yeah. wouldn't all be top, wouldn't all be a comic book, but yeah. it'd be they'd be so, in there. 
Seventy so. percent chance. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So that's going to be next week's episode. Um, thank you for watching. If you enjoyed this, please talk about or think about following us on Instagram. Follow Matt at Customs by Matthew. Uh, go over to YouTube. Follow us there. My link, the link to YouTube is in the profile. Uh, I'd always appreciate a follow there. I've been streaming some video games there. So if you're into that kind of thing, you can always come by there. Um, but yeah, overall, thank you. Stay safe. Stay well. Appreciate your time. And, yeah. Uh, and if you listen to any of these albums, let us know what you think on Instagram or something. That'd be cool yeah, to know if anybody gets into anything from this. I'd, I'd always love to know. I've been looking at the comments as you've been posting them all week and just seeing what yeah. people are saying. But yeah, no, totally. I, I I love always knowing that I get somebody into something new. So Me too. Um, yeah, Fun. post your thoughts, post anything you get into because of us. And even if you want, post your top 10 albums in the comments and I'll yeah. check them out. Okay. Right on. All right. See you, buddy. All right, man. Have a good night. Bye, everybody. Later.